Welcome to the NPX Innovation Chattelist Podcast, the podcast where we talk to innovative leaders in the nuclear industry and beyond. Good afternoon, and welcome to the revamped version of Innovation Chattelist on this crisp, fallish Friday afternoon. I'm your host, Chirag Shah, and today we welcome our two special guests, Mark Pokak and Yasmin Abdul Azim from Fermi Solutions. Hello, Mark and Yasmin. We welcome you to Nuclear Promise X, fondly known as NPX. How are you doing today? And please introduce yourselves. Yeah, first of all, Shirag, thanks for the warm welcome and invitation to represent Fermi Solutions as part of your Chatless podcast series. This is a wonderful platform to discuss and internalize important topics and get to know the individuals dedicated to the past, present, and future of the industry. So I'm Mark Pocock. I'm the current Director of Projects and Strategy Initiatives with Fermi and soon to be assuming a more of an overall uh, operational focus for the company. I have a degree in chemical engineering from Queen's University in Kingston, and I've also completed a distance learning MBA from Edinburgh Business School in 2018 while I was working as a project management consultant at the Bruce Powers site, in addition to carrying uh, several credentials from the Project Management Institute. So my career spans approximately 20 years now, uh, mostly working in, in field and project engineering type roles for the first half, and then having transitioned to project and program management on capital and major project agendas over the more recent decade before joining the, the Fermi senior management team at the beginning of this year, along with Sahil Gupta and Ravi Yari, who are the managing partners, founders, and visionaries of the firm. On the personal side, I, I really have a passion for travel and keeping active. Uh, I've taken several uh, roaming sabbaticals uh, in earlier year, years to hike, bike, and explore across various continents. And that really ingrained valuable perspectives surrounding uh, culture, traditions, cuisine, and, and general ways of life, which differ in many respects from ours in North America, that are sometimes necessarily grounding, um, being part of a fast-moving and demanding, yet really rewarding career in nuclear power generation sector. Uh, free time outside of work, um, now more so for me, revolves around keeping active through family adventures with my wife, six-year-old daughter, and I'm also drawn to uh, relaxation time in the form of watching or, or vegging out, if that terminology is still used, uh, to, uh, to watching professional sports or documentaries uh, uh, related to prominent individuals uh, and events. Thanks, Mark. Uh, that's quite the impressive uh, introduction that you've had right there, and it's great to see uh, the wealth of background and uh, knowledge that you bring uh, to the table as well. So on to you, uh, Yasmin, for your introduction. Yeah, hi, Shirag. Um, so, um, like you said, my name is Yasmin, and uh, I'm currently working with Fermi Solutions as a project engineer. Uh, prior to that, I was studying chemical engineering at the University of Ottawa, and I had actually just graduated last July when I started uh, shortly after working at Fermi. Um, on the personal side, um, I have a few hobbies that tend to change year to year. Uh, for the past two years, I've been taking up kickboxing, and I'm always looking to try something new and exciting, uh, be it new places, food, languages. So recently, I've been uh, doing some traveling um, abroad, and hopefully I can also get to travel a couple of new places inside Canada, really do some exploring. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Yasmin. Thanks for that introduction. I know uh, when I graduated from uh, school, it was a fun yet exciting time. And uh, yeah, I had also tried 
my luck. I think at Muay Thai kickboxing, um, I think I gave up after one class. But <laughs> it's 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 always an exciting time when when you graduate and bring a new and fresh perspective. Okay, um, on to the next. Uh, now to the most important question: uh, What do you know about NPX? And have you heard of us before? Is there something you would like to know more about? I'll get started with uh, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I was familiar with the NPX name uh, almost from its infancy uh, with the founding team establishing and promoting your offerings in the Concordan area uh, for the for Bruce site clients, um, observing uh, how you've taken remarkable steps in engaging and contributing to the surrounding communities uh, while building your teams and capacity to execute really important work and, uh, and really bring a different approach to um, what could, could be considered the norm by advocating for and instituting a shift towards innovation culture, which really spread within and across the utilities. Um, that's yielded tremendous benefits uh, for the adoption of that mindset in a field which has predominantly been conservative towards change. Um, and it's also introduced and implemented efficient technological solutions to create real value as aging facilities continue to invest in their infrastructure, systems, and processes. Um, if not the most important facet I've observed is by opening more doors to a new demographic and building a young technical workforce, uh, which may have otherwise aspired to enter the so-called tech fields, not realizing that energy and power generation can now similarly be regarded and marketed as a great career option for these graduates and professionals of all levels. Um, I've been proud to see NPX continue to grow and look forward to follow your continued success and expansion in applying similar methodologies and approaches across a broad range of existing and developing industries, projects, as well as products. Thanks, Mark. Uh, that, was, uh, that was quite the introduction. Uh, it was much better than I would have given myself, and uh, I think that answer would have definitely gotten you hired at NPX if you were <laughs> interviewing with us. I sure would have definitely hired you based on that response. So let's go. Uh, now we'll get a different perspective on NPX from someone more fresh and new to the industry. Uh, Yasmin, what are your thoughts about NPX? Um, so funny enough, the first time I heard about NPX was through your Kincardian office. I was taking a walk down in Kincardian, and I saw the office, and I thought, that's, that's a cool office for sure. Um, so when I did some Googling, I found that NPX focuses more on innovation and modernization. Um, this is great because... As a young person starting in the nuclear industry, um, it's good to see that we're finally going to start digitalizing um, important information uh, that we have in the nuclear industry and will work um, in a way that, um, you know, conserves the past but also moves in a, in a different, more innovative direction. Awesome. That's uh, really, really good to hear that uh, uh, perspective, Yasmin. And yes, here at NPX, Innovation is the buzzword for us. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's great to see that we can attract uh, such great and diverse talent uh, just by, you know, individuals walking, walking through and seeing our office space. It's, it's definitely breaking the norms. Uh, I know when I first came into the offices here, um, I was ecstatic to see the Nespresso machine because I know usually in nuclear the coffee is, isn't the best. So uh, that was definitely a selling point for me and the very comfortable couches out here. So, uh, no, that's, uh, that's really awesome to hear. 
Uh, all right. So now that we've spoken about uh, each one of you, we've also spoken about a little bit about NPX. Please uh, tell us more uh, about Fermi Solutions. Uh, what's your role there and why did you choose to work there? So we'll get started with Mark. Sure, I can start with that one. Thanks, Shrag. Uh, Fermi was established in 2020 as an engineering management consultancy by Ravi and Sahil, uh, both of whom at the time um, were you know, accomplished practicing engineers, having graduated from the UIT nuclear uh, program and progressed through various roles in a tier one supplier in site-based roles, um, each with strong performance track record and through their experience and, and credibility that they gained as designers, field execution, and team leads, and problem solvers, they merged their vision to form their own firm to work collaboratively with clients and suppliers to provide value-added and innovative, innovative solutions to their complex engineering challenges. So since our inception, they've created and continue to develop like-minded, specialized group of engineers. Um, we're closely approaching our 2020 target of having 30 consultants. Um, we're providing technical advice in support of challenging projects in various design and field capacities which require dedicated site-based resources. Our structure is relatively flat and adaptable to uh, customer requirements, whether providing qualified supplemental team members or implementing turnkey cradle-to-grave projects in partnerships by implementing the latest engineering technologies and providing practical and cost-effective design solutions. Uh, the name Fermi, as many listeners will recognize, is deliberate intention of relating our company with the architect of the nuclear industry, and that's really where our passions and loyalty lie in supporting safe, reliable, and responsible carbon-free power generation. I'll let Yasmin comment specifically on her choice for joining Fermi team, but in my time thus far with this group, I've really embraced and found the removal of some of the administrative barriers refreshing in working with a smaller firm, and that can really enhance productivity, resulting in, in job satisfaction for you know, what can be accomplished over the standard workday. And it's also allowed me to more closely interact and support end-to-end or new-to-nuclear workers into the industry, which has been rewarding to be part of and observe the tangible benefits of industry knowledge transfer to uh, a highly competent and motivated generation. Um, Fermi is, is really proud to, to support and be a part of several high-profile programs currently with our clients, including a first-of-kind medical isotope production system for lutetium-177 and its life-saving capabilities, um, the major component replacement programs where we recently led the design and deployment of custom tooling for reactor vessel inspections, we have a, a team working on a testing program for decommissioning systems and equipment at a former Crown Labs laboratory uh, site location, as well as ongoing initiatives with, uh, with a client for obtaining increased uh, per unit megawatt output across the technical assessments informed by field measurements and, and corresponding uh, equipment upgrades. Thanks uh, for that uh, insights on, on Fermi, Mark. Uh, I know I've known Sahel personally since since 2012, and I was really uh, really ecstatic when uh, he told me back in back in 2020. It's literally the onset of a pandemic, and um, it it was a big. It's definitely a big step uh, to start something, start something of your own, and grow with 
um, with, with a very open mindset. It's, it's very similar to a lot of the philosophies that we believe here um, at NPX, and it's, it's really great to see um, another startup uh, come through and rise through the ranks uh, as well. And, you know, just as you said, uh, breaking norms and, and breaking barriers. So, um, yeah, I, I got a chance to meet Rabi uh, recently as well at, at Sahil's uh, wedding, and it was, it, was a, it was a great time. I think uh, they're both very, um, very smart, extremely hardworking, and dedicated individuals as well. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks for that overview. Uh, from your perspective, Mark, uh, we'll move to Yasmin to hear her perspective on Fermi. Um, well, a couple of things are really why I chose to work at Fermi. Um, first of all, modern management. Uh, both of my managers, Robbie and Sahel, are very flexible and empowering and collaborative. Um, they do tend to work along myself as well as provide um, authentic feedback so I can grow in the workplace and uh, make sure that I'm on the right track. Um, the second would be the variety of projects that Fermi is involved with. As Mark mentioned, uh, we have a few that we have finished or are in progress. And um, in the past 11 months that I have been involved with Fermi, I've touched on six different projects. So I have uh, gotten to see a lot of variety um, in the nuclear industry. Um, two of those projects are the power recovery program in one of our clients' bases where we are supporting possible output um, increase and uh, operating of units uh, to improve their efficiency and maintain their overall health. Um, the other major project as well would be the uh, major component replacement uh, chemical decontamination where we are uh, looking at decreasing the level of dose rates coming from the feeders and the headers um, unit by unit so that the workers um, do not face the same amount of radiation. Now, uh, finally, the third and most important point uh, that I think Fermi is incorporating very well is professional development opportunities. Um, again, in the past 11 months, I've been to uh, multiple conferences, um, a seminar, and uh, trainings. Um, they really do focus on professional development because they want to see you grow with the company. Um, they want to see proper uh, engineering minds working towards the nuclear uh, industry. Even if it's not as firm at Fermi, uh, they still want to see that happen. Uh, thanks for that uh, response, Yasmin. It's great to hear that. I think uh, as as the next generation comes into force in, in nuclear, it's it's very important. Uh, you know, definitely. I know the pandemic had put quite a bit of a halt on uh, a lot of these professional development activities, and now that things are things are coming back, it's uh, you know you definitely, especially as a new grad or uh, someone entering new in the industry, you get to. Uh, the value of networking is just amazing. You can't really put a price to it, and just just learning about different op different opportunities out there, the different growth areas, and different perspective of individuals within nuclear. I think that's that's really valuable for any new person's uh, just professional career development moving forward. All right, so. Uh, just the next question is, this is just uh, a more generic um, question around nuclear. So uh, if you've probably been following social media, you're following the news, there's a lot of buzz going around in the nuclear energy sector. 
some are advocating to keep Pickering running post the plan 2025 decommissioning, while a majority are now focusing on SMRs or small modular reactors, uh, new builds, uh, fusion reactors, you name it, and it's out there. So what are your thoughts on the same, and do you have any preferences of one over another? And is Fermi currently in the mix, or does it plan to get in the mix? Yeah, I think, I think the right answer to start with is yes to all. Um, we're constantly scanning the market for new opportunities to pursue and contribute to through our existing core competencies, uh, establishing strategic partnerships, and through organic growth as well. Uh, that the buzz you referred to um, has certainly prompted a paradigm shift in the landscape for a greener grid. Um, the, the resultant need to focus on workforce development and sustainability across a, a multitude of technologies. Um, Pickering has been a quiet giant in this province since the 1970s, and I feel that finally our power plants are receiving deserved positive recognition for the, the role that they've played in providing decades of stable and economical power uh, for our homes and businesses. Um, going forward, if the return on investment for plant life extension provides margin relative to the forecasted demand for electricity while new emerging technologies um, demonstrate their design basis and can be deployed safely within regulatory frameworks, then it has to be considered. Uh, 2025 isn't that far away now uh, to either gear up with refurbishment planning or commit to the projects that will backfill 3,000 megawatts of reliable power. Um, indecisiveness and bureaucracy can leave us in the dark, literally. Um, but I don't think there would be, nor, nor should there be much public support for, of becoming less green just to keep the lights on. Um, you know, back on the topic, I think fusion will be the game changer. Um, it's, a, it's a source of power that can revolutionize the planet. Uh, SMRs will serve a wonderful purpose as well. Uh, they're available to deploy and stabilize reliability in remote communities um, and also modulize and more simplify bringing on new plants online versus the current large power station. As we've seen with the UAE Barakop plant, and other projects internationally, there, there's still an appetite in place for new builds as well. Um, that might be more difficult to envision in Canada, but I'd be hopeful that whichever mix is selected, its foundation will be optimized based on nuclear and clean technologies, which are rapidly coming to market, and that we can be part of it. Um, the other notable and rapidly developing technology worthy of mention as well is hydrogen production. Um, we've recently had a Fermi team member included as part of an NRC-supported hydrogen working group uh, task force with a, an important feasibility mandate of integrating this source to help achieve federal climate net zero goals by 2050. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, Mark. And I think uh, with uh, the events happening in the world uh, today, climate change is definitely real and, and sustainability is is the buzzword and and you're right like i i think i've been in the industry for a while and up until recently I, the value that nuclear brings to the table was not really as recognized by the general public um, i know the premiers have been working signing um signing treaties per se uh, to really progress uh, new nuclear you know be it in um, out west or over here in ontario but I think as as we move and as as the issues of climate change face us, uh, it's very important as Canada. I know we do have net zero uh, carbon targets, and OPG 
um, has also recently committed uh, to sustainability as part of their uh, mission and vision statement. So it's it's great to hear that uh, you know for me is is an active member and a participant, especially as you mentioned uh, um, about hydrogen. I think that that's uh, that's a key source uh, that's still not harnessed. So it'll be interesting to see what the future holds on that front. Over to you, Yasmin. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I would honestly argue why not all of the above? Um, why not keep uh, Pickering past its decommissioning date uh, and still be able to build SMRs and still be able to uh, perform the necessary research to get a fusion reactor um, going? Um, you know, the net path to net zero um, in Canada, we're aiming at 2050. So uh, you would need multiple avenues to get there and achieve that goal. Uh, these include the Kendu reactors, SMRs, future fusion reactors, and other renewable energy sources like wind energy and solar energy. Um, so overall, I think there is a lot in the mix. And um, in my perspective, the, the more, the merrier. Yeah, no, you couldn't have said it better, Yasmin. I think, uh, yeah, for sure, there's... If we can do all of uh, all of these options, I think that would definitely expedite our efforts collectively uh, towards hitting those 2050 targets. And who knows? Maybe we can even uh, maybe we can come in earlier and beat beat those dates and then really set an example for the world that hey, uh, it is possible through nuclear, right? And then you know, had we of course been a bit more aggressive on this path uh, a couple years ago you know we would have been much further uh, much further ahead to reach that goal but hey you know better late than never if we can get started now especially with bright you know bright minds like yourself and organizations uh, definitely like Fermi um, and NPX really carving the path uh, towards meeting meeting those targets I think that would definitely definitely go a long way Okay, now that we've spoken about the serious stuff, uh, let's go on to a fun question. Um, so if you had an option to go in a time capsule and make a choice between going back in time from when Chalk River was being built or forward in time when there are multiple fully operational fusion reactors across the globe, which one would you choose and why? Also, what job would you see yourself doing in each of these eras? Yeah, for me, I'd definitely be hitchhiking my way to Deep River with uh, bug spray in tow to be part of the inception of the and the growth of the domestic industry. Um, that time must have been unbelievably exciting for the pioneers who took the science uh, from concept to production. Uh, if there isn't a good documentary on this, it'd be definitely a cool historical topic to explore further. I've seen some really inspiring pictures of the first reactors being constructed, including Douglas Point up at the Bruce site. And I can recall the impact of those photos uh, and, and uh, how my mind drifted to envisioning what, what, would have, what would have been like to participate in the birth of an industry, all without having sophisticated computers uh, that we all rely on today. And in its purest sense, applying the theory that we've learned in engineering school while being at the forefront of a really a technological revolution that could be equated to, to what we now all look at in a similar vein with the tokamaks and, the, and fusion. Uh, for me in the past, I could have honestly seen myself probably working in a labor capacity as I was somewhat raised in a blue-collar environment, and I tend to migrate towards physical-type work. But if, equi if equivalent to a role having a technical degree, I, I likely would have pursued commissioning. 
Um, I'm interested in testing to confirm the desired parameters and uh, the persistence involved in, in, and required in troubleshooting to achieve the planned results. Uh, for the current era on the fusion programs, I could see myself probably defaulting back to my strengths and experience in project management and being responsible for leading a, an international team with different backgrounds and varying proficiencies in English to collaborate on and, and develop the core systems and infrastructure from, from concept through to the procurement and uh, construction phases. Thanks. That was, uh, that was a really interesting uh, insight, Mark. And I think uh, if I was making that documentary, I would definitely have you as the commentator or the background voice of that, uh, of that documentary. I think you would be awesome and great for that one. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I know I remember uh, driving down to Chakrabar a couple of years ago just from Ajax and, I, and during summertime, and I thought that was quite the trek. So yeah, I can't even imagine um, in the late 40s, early 50s, um, the challenge it would have been uh, to even just get uh, get to the Chakrabar site. Mm. Uh, and uh, what about yourself, Yasmin? Um, well, I don't really like to see a movie I know the ending to, <laughs> so I would rather move uh, a little bit forward in time and see a fusion reactor come to life and uh, see it supply, um, you know, to the grid, to the public. Um, I would just love to see how all this research comes into play in the real application. Um, and as for what kind of role I would be playing, I think I would stay as a field engineer. Um, I, I like being a field engineer because it's the perfect mix between um, the application of the technical as well as the theory. Um, you get to see both sides of the coin, and I'd love to do that uh, with a fusion reactor for sure. That would definitely very, be very interesting, and I think it's a great learning experience. Uh, whenever anyone comes new into nuclear, we always say that, hey, you should you know, go out there, get, get, you know, get your hands dirty, uh, because that's the best way to learn. The, you know, you have, there's some great and bright minds out there, and uh, just being with them, just observing even what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, and the expertise that each and every individual brings, you know, be it uh, from a technical standpoint in engineering, a project management, or even just the trades. I think everyone has something great to offer, um, and it would be it would be definitely very. Um, very, very insightful. So, yeah, I don't know if the laws of quantum physics change in, in the future. Um, I know it's, it's, always more, it's probably easier to go forward than to go backward. But, yeah, let's see. Maybe we can, we can save this podcast in a time capsule that we can come back to 20 years and, and see how uh, accurate we were. So thanks for those responses. Thank you. All right, uh, to the last question now. I know it's Friday and probably everyone uh, wants to head back home, uh, beat the rush hour traffic, and uh, just uh, you know get their weekend started early. So final question uh, from the two of you, both from your individual perspectives. Uh, what advice or words of wisdom would you like to give to the next generation, or they call it the Gen Z of engineers, um, or just graduates coming up, like, and how do you think uh, you individually and or, or Fermi can help shape their futures? Well, I think Fermi can provide the next gen with exposure to opportunities earlier in their career that they may otherwise not attain until further downstream with other employers or in other industries. Uh, we're very selective in recruitment for curious and ambitious technical problem solvers uh, that are striving to obtain their professional license and goals 
uh, we endeavor to challenge but also support or surround our team with the levels of experience and mentors for OPEX lessons learned and guidance. So it's never a trade-off of, of sink before swim. Um, it's certainly a competitive environment and worthwhile investment in attracting the right talent, which we've had great success in thus far. Yasmin as a perfect example. And my, my main advice to this generation would be to harness these opportunities that are currently available. It's, it's a really a transformative period for the energy sector, and they can really carve their own paths toward areas of interest, uh, trial different areas to gain new and complementary experience and skills, all the while continuing to learn and take on the, the right level of, of work within their comfort zone. Uh, but, but also to recognize and embrace balance such that our social interests and needs outside of work receive the right level of attention and priority. Thanks, Mark. I loved uh, the last part, uh, balance, because I think that's very critical. Sometimes, you know, we do tend to get lost, and uh, especially I know when you're uh, younger or a new grad or fresh, freshly starting in the industry, um, you know, one tends to think that, hey, working, working longer hours um, is just something that you need to do. But I, I, I firmly believe that that's, that's not really the case. I think it's important uh, that you still have those boundaries be- between uh, your personal and professional lives because I think it's very important uh, for your just uh, mental health as well that, that you have uh, clear delineations as to uh, what's work and uh, because I think it'll help you perform much better as well if you're able to have a social life of your own and do the things uh, that you really like doing. So yeah, that's that was that's definitely. I feel as as you grow grow older too, it's like the 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 word balance. You really get to uh, understand the importance of it. So no, thanks thanks for that insight, Mark uh, and Yasmin. Yasmin, what are your thoughts on this? Um, generally speaking, I'd say do what you're passionate about. Um, we are the future, and net zero is a combined effort. It's not going to happen by itself. Um, it's it's a really exciting time, and I would love to see things that we've been talking about for a while come into reality, like fusion research come into application. Uh, it's a big industry. There's a place for everyone, and um, you know, go find what you like and uh, start doing it now. Um, you will definitely enjoy it. Thanks, Yasmin. I wish I had gotten that advice when I had graduated. It would have definitely changed my life. But uh, no, you're right. I think uh, I think now, especially in this digital age, it's uh, people, and even after the pandemic, a lot of individuals have realized that hey, you know, they can actually follow their passions, and sometimes you know they've been successful in making their passions as basically what what they do for a living, be it. Hey, travel bloggers, uh, food bloggers, or you, you know, you name it out there, social media bloggers, influencers, uh, there's, there's a niche and there's uh, an open-mindedness in the society now for, I think, uh, to embrace um, everyone and, and, and really every profession. So uh, that was a great, uh, great insight. Uh, thank you, Mark and uh, Yasmin. It was a pleasure having the two of you uh, over here, and thanks. I know you you've driven the miles uh, to come here, uh, so we really appreciate you coming, sharing your thoughts, uh, sharing your insights, telling us uh, more um, about Fermi, and uh, just you know giving us a broader perspective um, on what the two of you do. So looking forward to uh, 
hopefully interacting uh, more in the near future and um, maybe finding some uh, synergies uh, to collaborate and uh, make the world a better place. Thank you, Shrag, for yeah. having us. Thank you. Yeah, this has been really great, Shrag. Thanks. Special thanks. I do would like to give a shout out to uh, our very new in, uh, intern, uh, Asan Sayed, who was his first week at NPX, and he really helped me uh, set this set this podcast uh, uh, podcast. Uh, without his support, wouldn't have been possible. And also a big thanks uh, to Margaret McBeth, uh, who was uh, a big force in uh, basically. Re helping me revamp the innovation catalyst and uh, getting it back online. So looking forward to a lot more informative sessions in the future and uh, hopefully get to catch everyone uh, next month. Uh, thank you and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the NPX Innovation Catalyst podcast. To subscribe and listen to past episodes, you can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever podcasts are available.